you know, in our adult lives, we go through things. And so we want to be, continue to be respectful and a support, but you don't have to be, like you said, in the same space and hanging out if that's not what serves you any longer. And a lot of my strong relationships have come from um, groups or different things that I've been involved with, jobs. I have friends that you never see me with, but I can say that they is my friend. Yeah. Like, and nobody can tell me anything differently. You, you know what those insecurities are. Sometimes it's not spoken, um, but just being there for that person and encouraging them through those insecurities. I just encourage each and every one of you all to find some people um, that border you, that nurtures that friendship, that's able to help you grow. Um, but most importantly, you know, friends that you can use your words with. Absolutely. Hi, I am Annette Hilliard, and I am so excited for the launch of my dear friends podcast, Use Your Words. Hello, world. I am Terrence Richardson Rivers, and today I am excited to announce the dropping of Use Your Words. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to bring some awareness to a crucial topic that we've all been buzzing about lately, Use Your Words. podcast where we encourage and uplift and empower others. Um, so today we're exci- I'm excited to have um, a friend from each walk of life um, to, to be here and talk about friendship and adult friendships and how we navigate through different trials and tribulations of friendships and how to deal with conflict and different things. So I'm excited to have my girls with me for hey. my first episode. Right. Hey. Thank you guys nice for being you. here. Um, I'll let you introduce yourselves and kind of talk about how long we've been friends and we can start from there. Awesome. Okay, I'm Edith Tabron. I'm Sierra's good longtime friend for about 10 plus years, I'm going to say. Um, us having established a true friendship, and then for the greater part of the last two and a half to three years, we've been sorority sisters, mm-hmm. Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, and so, yeah, Sierra, you mean the world to me, as you know, and I'm so thankful mm-hmm. that you uh, invited me on tonight. I'm glad to have you. Thank you. All right, I guess that means I'm up next. <laughs> <laughs> I am Annette Hilliard, Sierra's crazy friend. No, I'm not a crazy friend, but I'm Annette. I have been knowing Sierra for over 20 years. Um, We have had so many different turns in life in regards to our friendship, ups, downs, whatever you can think about. We've probably already been through it. Um, Sierra means the world to me. She is my protector. I'm only the protector of everybody else, so I really appreciate the fact that she protects me. And I'm so excited. I'm like really excited for you, sis. Thank you. Hi, I'm Terrence Richardson Rivers, and I have known Sierra since 2003. So we met on the rolling hills and verdant greens of North Carolina Central University in the political science department. Um, We have seen each other through highs and lows of each other's lives. We've been there for some of the highest moments and some of the lowest but we have always remained friends, and we've remained true to each other and that friendship, and it really means a lot to me. So thank you for having me. Thank you guys for being here. No and And, you know, just talking a little bit about adult friendships, what it takes to maintain those, what it takes to nurture those friend, friendships, you know. And let's be honest, it, it's not an easy task, you know. Um, I think just growing up, we life happens. Sometimes we lose connections with others. It doesn't mean, you know, hey, I feel this, I feel a certain type of way about you or I don't want to deal with you anymore, but life happens. So how do you, how do you guys um, feel about, how do you continue to keep those nurturing friendships going when, when things are going on in your life and when you're not always able to show up or you're not always able to be that friend you can call on? How do you feel, what, what are some things that you've done like within your friendships that still keep those connections strong? I would say, um, first of all, adult friendships are, I think, the hardest friendships to foster. Yes. um, Because we are all going through different walks of life. Some of us are married in long-term relationships. Some of us have children. Uh, We may be continuing our education, maybe deep into our careers. And we know, you know, that all those things take take us off course of the traditional friendships like we had back in high school or college because we can't spend every waking hour together. So 
I feel like just making sure that you're intentional in those friendships. Um, not If you can't make everything, don't miss everything. Um, that's a big thing of mine. I find myself buying for time a lot of the times because we have a bunch of things going on sometimes in the same day. And I just make it my business. Even if it's the last hour, I try to show up, you know, mm -hmm. to events to support and to show that camaraderie and that friendship just to let that person know, you know, hey, I'm still here. I may not have all the time to give, but I will show up and give you what I do have to mm -hmm. give. And so I think that just remaining intentional, being transparent and being honest, mm -hmm. because I think when we go silent, that's when things can go awry. But if you continue to communicate, you know, you can continue to keep that friendship going and just making sure that one another feels comfortable, you know, in the space that you're in currently. And that's Absolutely. a good point. You know, let's go back. Let's go to the silence piece of it, because a lot of times, you know, our friends do go through things, personal journeys, and they're not always comfortable sharing. How do you support those friends that do go silent? Um, I think it's important to know the communication styles of your friends. Um, everybody is not going to be the person that shows up to every event, every birthday party, every important thing in your life. But you have to know that um, if there is some validity in the relationship that you appreciate what they do share mm -hmm. or show up for. And you may have a friend that's not really a person that talks on the phone every day, but you know you can text her. And maybe she'll respond today or maybe she'll respond <laughs> tomorrow. But you know that they know that you're looking out for them. You're trying to see how they're doing. And over time, I can honestly say it can become an issue if it's, like, something that's consistently done in regards to, like, no response or no, com no communication. Because eventually you feel like, okay, like, what's going on now? I ain't going to keep reaching out to her. Right. And she ain't saying nothing back to me. Right. So, I, like I said, I think it's important to know everybody's communication style and for them to understand what type of person you are. Because my friends know if you go missing for too long, what am I going to do, Sierra? You're going to call. I'm going to come looking for you because it's like, okay, what's up now? Either we friends or we not. And I feel like in regards to what you have going on, if somebody is valuable or important to you, at least send a text. If I'm going through something, sis, I really don't feel like talking right now. Let me call you back later. Sierra's really good with doing that. Like, if she's in a space and she doesn't want to be bothered... Even though sometimes I'd be like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with her. She'll shoot a text and be like, can I call, call you, you later? Mm -hmm. Or let's touch bases. It could be a Wednesday. She may say, let's touch bases on Sunday. Or I'm the type of friend that's usually very available. So if I get missed and I tell them, all right, I'm going to start treating y'all like y'all treat me. Now, what if I don't answer the phone <laughs> for a couple of days? If I don't answer, they know that it's something, it's something serious going on with me because I'm usually the person that you can get a hold of pretty quickly. Sometimes I think I'm too available, but I appreciate being able to be that person that is solid and people know that they can come to. Even if I don't always receive that, I know that it, um, it fulfills me to know that I can be there for them. So I just heard you say that sometimes you feel like you're too available. Mm -hmm. Um that I have been that person that's uh -huh. too available. I have been that yes person. Uh -huh. I have been that person that, you know, was a people pleaser, didn't know how to say no, uh -huh. and I found myself running myself ragged. Uh -huh. And so I think ultimately in these adult friendships, we have to understand that we may have to pull back sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not to pull back to be negative, but to pull back and say, hey, I need to have something left for mm -hmm. me. Because sometimes we can give and give and give and pour and pour and pour. And mm -hmm. then if we're not getting that back in return, it's not uh, reciprocal, then what? You know, exactly. So then you start to resent those friends. I, I agree. And I think at, the, um, at this space, I am feeling some of that. So a lot of that, oh, I'm here for you, I'm here for you. It's okay she didn't call me. And I'm like, you know what? All right. I ain't calling you back. Or I literally look at my phone sometimes. I'm going to be honest and transparent. And if it's those people that I know that I reach out to all the time, I'm not answering. I'm getting better. So that's a little bit of growth for me. Absolutely. Because, you know, over time you realize that you can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. So I'm getting there. I want to get back to the communication piece because I think sometimes people don't recognize that silence is a communication style. And so for some people, their non-response or their lack of response or their lack of reaching out or responding to the question that you ask is their way of communicating. So for me, sometimes in friendships, it takes for me to understand that person and respect them for who they are and what they have to give. And if they don't have anything to give in that moment doesn't mean that the friendship changes. It may if it, you know, occurs repetitively. Okay. <laughs> but I, I receive that. And so mm -hmm. there are times where I have to give certain friends that space mm -hmm. 
to allow them to go through whatever they need to go through. And it might mean that they don't need me to go through that space with them mm -hmm. and take that walk mm -hmm. with them at that time that they're in it. Um, but we always come back to the point where mm -hmm. we can reflect on it, talk about it, and move on. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, sometimes I have had to recognize with others their communication style is not the same Absolutely. as mine. And so for some people, no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. And in the same space, a, a lack of response can be a complete word in itself. But yeah. you said something important, mm -hmm. the repetitiveness. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, can, I can handle it every once in a while, but if this is just your communication style where you always dismiss others when you're going through mm -hmm. but when I'm going through you're nowhere you're nowhere to be found that's a problem yeah mm -hmm. I agree with that yeah mm -hmm. so I, I get it and you're right silence is a communication and you do know those people that just need that space and I can respect it but just don't do it to me all the time I can't handle not it too much. <laughs> not over, not not too much. I can't no. I can't handle it all the time now no absolutely not <laughs> and you know another thing I think I struggle with is when an individual think they can pop up pop in and out of my life you know, you don't get to do so. You know, I, I feel like I, I, I need to be strong enough to utilize my boundaries where, hey, you don't get to walk in and out mm -hmm. when it's convenient for you or whenever you need me. Right. You know, sometimes I just don't have the capacity for that. So, exactly. you know, it's hard dealing with um, different types, you know, trying to get to know each of your friends and meeting them where they are. That is a hard skill to have, mm -hmm. you know. And I try to make sure I'm reciprocating the same thing in my relationships and friendships. But, you know, that is the biggest, I think when a, relate, a friendship, that's the biggest thing that I struggle with, mm -hmm. people popping in and out. You know, if they're, when the consistency changes, it changes for me. It's, it, you know, the relationship changes. So um, I'm glad you guys t touched on that. That's, mm -hmm. that's important. So how do you all, um, in terms of friendship, you know, like you said, like Renee said, you know, sometimes... Trying to set those boundaries, not being available. I'm a recovering people pleaser as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have been in situations where I have been completely empty, you know, pouring into others when I'm just, it's just people are not pouring back into me. Um, so I'm very, very careful. I know you guys call me Suge Knight, call me whoever <laughs> you want to call. But I am, I'm a stickler when it comes to my boundaries. You know, if yeah. I don't want to talk, I talk all day, every day with my profession. Exactly. If I don't want to talk, I'm not going to talk. But you, I think you give that across the board. You don't pick and choose who you're that way to. Right. Like, I've seen, and I've been around you when you say, you know what, Ma? All right, we'll talk about it later. Mm -hmm. Or even, like, your family members, you may be like, I'm not going to deal with that right now. I would talk to them. So it's like you give it to us, and maybe in a different way based off of who it is, but you are good for putting that boundary in place. And I think for me, I have been more of the giver mm -hmm. instead of being a receiver. Like, I have plenty of people that I know can vouch and say, okay, and that is the person that I can call when I'm going through something. Or just being, like, even celebrate, not just when I'm going through, like, she's going to try to be there if she can. Mm -hmm. But it probably sucks that I can't probably say, but there are a few people who are able to feel me even if I don't speak up about something and check on me the way that I check on people. And I think that that is something that I inherited from my mom. She is such a, I don't know, how can I explain her, Sierra? She is such a warm person. She's that a she, giver. She yeah, is always yeah. putting people before her. So I, I, I inherited it from her. Like, this is how I saw my mom pairing us. So it's a, it's a natural thing. It's not like I'm trying to be somebody that I'm not. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's just, like, typical for me to be like, okay, what do you need? Okay. All right, let me figure this out. If I don't know, I'll try to research or try to find a resource. I'm just that type of friend, but it does get draining. Mm -hmm. And I think because I've done it so long, I am now to the point in my life where I have realized that boundaries are extremely important because, like I said before, you have to have something for yourself and your children. Exactly. Like, you know, your kids are just, they're important. You can't be burned out from a friendship and not able to give to your family or your kids. So I'm learning. It's been hard. But I, I I feel like I'm in a good place finally. Yeah. And boundaries is a form of self-love and mm -hmm. self-respect. And again, you know, great point. You know, our children look at us how mm -hmm. we deal with our friends. And that's kind of how they, what they model in their friendships. So it's so important that we're, we're trying to set those boundaries and, you know, have foster those healthy relationships as well. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about accountability. Um, one thing I, I will say I appreciate what all of my friends, especially you all, you know, 
I, <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a time if I come to you about something and, and I say, I need an account, I need you to hold me accountable. You guys do just that. It, it's yeah. no cutting. It, you don't cut any corners. You know, you know, you don't hold any punches, but you really give it to me raw. And I appreciate that. So I, how, how is, tell me a little bit about how you guys kind of maintain the accountability within your other relationships and friendships. I think the first part of accountability is being honest and feeling mm -hmm. comfortable. That's right. Um, because when you, someone is holding you accountable, you want to trust that person to mm -hmm. hold you accountable. So if it's a friendship that I don't value as much or I don't feel like the person is being honest with me, that accountability is not mm -hmm. going to mean as much from the accountability that I get from a true friend that I know mm -hmm. is coming from mm -hmm. a good place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I think a lot of times just having that trust in the person mm -hmm. um, and feeling comfortable to come to that person for accountability mm -hmm. because we say we want accountability, but what does that mean and do we really want it? Mm -hmm. Do we right. want the truth? Exactly. Um, because a lot of times we say we want it, but we really don't. We, um, exactly. And it's uncomfortable. It, it, mm -hmm. I was yeah. just about to say, it's yeah. annoying it sometimes. Yeah. It can be very annoying. Yeah. Um, when you know that there is something that you want for yourself, but you may be dragging your feet, but then you have that person that's like, okay, you said you were going to do X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. What's going on with it? And then when they ask you what's going on with you, you're like, dang, she worse than hell. Right. In the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, I think it probably depends on where you are in your life or what you have going on. Cause sometimes I know I'm like quick to get something done, but then there are times where I drag my feet because I might be feeling insecure about a decision not mm -hmm. confident about something or something has thrown me off and distracted me or made me question if I'm really supposed mm -hmm. to take that step and I think like with me um I think for the most part I do have a few people that can say you know what all right let's go what you need mm -hmm. and um just for an example I had a friend I was going through some really 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 tough stuff and it was a situation that was like really making me sick like literally sick physically sick and I had vented to a couple of people about it and they told me how they felt a lot of the stuff that I received was based off of them caring for me and not really the situation so that mm -hmm. was kind of just feeding me cookies yeah. you know what I'm saying sugar coat uh-huh mm -hmm. sugar coat and everything Saying they wasn't giving me what I needed to hear right. but I had this one particular friend contact me and the first thing she said to me is you deserve more. You're not going to keep allowing this situation to happen. What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even tell her. I just cried on the phone. I just, I said, I don't know. Within 15 minutes, she called me back with everything that I needed to pursue the situation. And it was a transition for my life that just set a lot of other things up. And just, girl, you know, it, mm -hmm. it just turned the situation, I mean, like literally, Almost, I ain't gonna say a 360, but it did a great deal of um, positive things for me right. and for my family. And I'm so grateful for her. I, I didn't even have to say nothing. It was just like God told her, call her, do it. Mm -hmm. And she just did everything. And she told me, she said, I don't have to know anything. All I need you to know is I got you. Right. And I'm so used to doing that for other for people. Other when people. she did it for me, it was mind-blowing. But, you know, we all need a ram in the bush. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, she definitely was a ram in the bush. It's it's crazy because I am the doer. Mm -hmm. I am the person that's going to get it done. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, there's a lot of things that I push back on because if it's not for me. Because a lot of times in friendships, people will see things in you and mm -hmm. they will try to push those things onto mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. For instance, there's a lot of talents and skills that I have that I don't care to really display. Mm -hmm. um, just because um, that's not what I feel like is what drives me. Right. You know, even though I know I do well in those things, mm -hmm. it's not what drives me. But, you know, on the flip side of that... I know when I say something for myself and I put down, you know, a goal or, you know, whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve, I will set out to do just that. Mm -hmm. For one thing, I'm strong-headed. For another thing, I don't want anybody to say, oh, she failed at that. Uh -huh. So I'm going to make sure that I see it to, through to fruition. Mm -hmm. However, I do have some friends that will, you know try to pull and pull ideas mm -hmm. from you and they want your input on things, but then they are kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. They don't have that in them. And I can only do so much encouraging mm -hmm. and so much pushing, you know, and a lot of people, t you know, don't really take well to the fact that I'm a straight shooter. Mm -hmm. You know, I will say anything and everything mm -hmm. out of my mouth, but Ooh. it's out of love Girl, and it's out of me being comfortable in my friendships. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I can't, 
have that, you know, two-way conversation with you and you're going to take it personal because I'm telling you, look, you're not doing A, B, C, and D. This is why this is not happening for you. Mm -hmm. If I can't have that type of dialogue with you, I can't have those tough conversations to keep you on track, then what what are you really asking for exactly. from me? Because I'm not the sugar coater. I'm not going to stroke your ego and I'm not going to say what you want to hear. I'm a I'm a straight shooter and that's Same. how it's gonna be. Same. I can totally relate to that. Mm. Yeah, and you know, some I'm I'm the same way, and I think sometimes I had to learn how to deliver it a little bit more softer. Oh um, yes, because I, I <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still mastering. Yeah, <laughs> and me too. Work you know, God, God is still working on me, but I tell you, I used to deliver it in a way. I think it used to be hurt. It, it was hurt. It was hurting some people's feelings, yeah. but that was not my intention. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just the way how I communicated. How I, well, you know, kind of what I saw growing up and how communicate the communication styles around me. Mm-hmm. Can I speak to that briefly? Sure. So I will be first to say, and she know we, we've always had this conversation. Uh, she was aggy, man. That attitude was horrible. And I'm pretty sure she can say some things about me that were not pleasant that I had to work on in our friendship. But, honey, it was a, it was just the aura and the face and everything, but she has gotten so much better i love sierra but honey sometimes i honestly i'm just gonna be trans i didn't know if we would make it to this point i didn't know if we would be friends this long Mm -hmm. because she is a straight shooter and she didn't always say it tactful Mm -hmm. she always wanted the best but it was just like dang did did you have to cut me like you could have just said it a little bit better than that (laughs) And I think for me, I was defensive. Like, I would get mad or get angry about things a lot. And she might not meant something one way, but I would take it like, I know she ain't trying to be funny. Or I had issues with my confidence. And I'm like, is she trying to act like I'm not good enough for this? You right. know, so we went through that in our friendship. But, you know, once we learned that through experience, through at times, through mm-hmm. good, bad, that we were solid like this is my sister then i knew what play when she gets that way sometimes now i'll be like all right condoleezza calm it down (laughs) or you know we we have little things or she might be like all right mike tyson you know like we have little things that are cues that we know bring it on in in, you know this is hurtful let's try to make this work and if i feel as though it's something that she said that made me feel the way i go directly to her instead of asking another friend do you think she meant this that way because sometimes that tends to cause issues too that's important you know let's back up on that a lot of times you know we don't address the the issue at hand we go to somebody else for validation or how we should deliver something or how how we should express our concern a certain way with a particular friend versus going directly to that friend. Why is that? Why do you think people struggle with addressing a conflict within a friendship? I I think sometimes we go, let's say it's a friend group with more than one friend. Mm-hmm. We go to an alternate friend for a gut check. Mm-hmm. Did I say that Definitely right? A gut check. Did I mm-hmm. did I communicate? Did it come across the way I intended it to mm-hmm. come across? Mm-hmm. We're checking first to say, "Hey, did I do something wrong?" Yeah. And once we get the go ahead from a third party to say, "Nope, you didn't do anything wrong." then that's kind of a green light to say, okay, it wasn't me. Yeah, that's go time. Um, So I think I I, I do that sometimes in friend groups, Mm -hmm. um, but it's difficult when it's just one-on-one because I think we don't want, we genuinely don't want to hurt uh, someone else. If it's a friend, we don't want to hurt them. Exactly. Um, I think I find that sometimes you mentioned the conversation, it was like a gut punch. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes those are gut punches because for myself, I know that I'm wrong. I know that that's an insecurity for me. And so when I heard the truth from you, regardless of how you delivered it, it came across as a gut punch because Mm -hmm. I know it's something that I need to work on or something that I'm not doing right. I can agree with that. Um, So I appreciate what you said, but it hurt in that moment Mm -hmm. because I know I need to get some shit together on my own. And instead of saying I appreciate that, a lot of times in the past I would get mad. Like, I know she wasn't being right. funny like what did she mean by that right instead of saying sierra okay i know that you said this i felt like that this is what i heard when you said mm-hmm. or this is what i felt it was more like i know did, she, did you hear that was that <laughs> i know she ain't say this but you know as you get older like i said you get older you grow through things you know that 
I believe that God gives us all discernment. You can discern. You know whether or not it's you or if it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. You get that feeling, and God will check you right then and there. Yeah. And sometimes, we, like you said, we're not ready for the check. Mm-hmm. So we want to make, make sure from somebody else when we already internally know, okay, yeah, that wasn't right. Maybe we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the, the narrative that you gave, I felt like this win or this made mm-hmm. me feel... That's the the model. That's what we want to get to. But it's but hard. Everybody's it not there. Right. Yeah. Everybody it is not there. hard to get everybody's to the point where, we, where we're having. I ain't there every like day, right? Yeah. You know right. what I mean. There are day. There are days when I am not there. Mm-hmm. But there are also days where um I appreciate that I am there, and I can say, you know what, I'm the problem. Let me adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. When you get to the point where you can you can recognize when you're the problem and mm-hmm. when you're at fault. A lot of us can't do that. And I know no matter how hard we work and what we strive to become, we all have that little girl and that inner child mm-hmm. within us. And some of us may harbor, you know, feelings. We mm-hmm. may, a, a lot of people are introverts. Like my daughter, I'm raising an introvert. Her dad and I both are extroverts. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I ended up with this introverted <laughs> child that hardly says anything. But when she snaps, she snaps. And so, you know, I had my best friend, for instance, she's an introvert, so she's very passive, and she will be like, okay, you know, okay, I'll be pouring my heart out, like, we just going in, Mm -hmm. and she's just, you know, okay, okay, but that's how she processes, Mm -hmm. so I can't take that away from her, however, she is the type that she may have to go, you know, to the side, maybe take a day or two, sleep on it, Mm -hmm. let it resonate, and then come back to me and tell me, exactly how she feels because she may not have that conversation right then and there when whatever I said might have you know came across a certain type of Mm -hmm. way and again with me being the type a personality that I am sometimes what I say out my mouth can be a little harsh Mm -hmm. and like Sierra said that comes from my rearing Um, Mm -hmm. my grandmother and my mother um, are were both very vocal Mm -hmm. my mom is still very vocal you know she's a diehard Christian she's a minister but sis speaks her mind (laughs) okay and she uses uh, her words right she uses her words very well and so I too have kind of inherited that Mm -hmm trait and um so you know it's all something that I'm every day trying to work on and make sure that I display a little bit more softness and a little bit more tact and grace mm-hmm. um with people but you know it's we're all a work in progress absolutely so that's yeah. good that was good it is mm-hmm. don't talk about my friends <laughs> girl come get her you got that from your daddy's side <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> And Terrence, you talked a little bit about insecurities and friendships because we do have a lot. A lot of times, you know, when there's a lot of women um, friend groups, there are insecurities, but we don't speak on that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I don't know why we don't speak on that because you know some situations like we run into to issues with our friends that don't know how to communicate, don't know how to accept accountability, and and really that stems from an insecure spot, you know, a place. Um, so how do you guys deal with insecurities within friendship? For for me, I'm just going to say it's something that's, it's very obvious to me because I am a welcoming person of all personality types. Um, I don't have one friend group or one friend that I feel holds any, you know, any more value Mm -hmm. than the other. Now, I will say that in friend groups, I have friend groups that I can do certain things with and other friend groups that I, you know, can do other things with. And that's not to say that I value either of those friend groups any less or that I feel like this group of friends is better than the next group of friends. But I do know that, you know, not all of those friend groups can be married together um, because there are some friends that have certain insecurities, you know, even, you know, as a friend to me, they may have certain things that they see me doing or have seen me accomplish that maybe they feel like they're a few steps behind. But I try to make sure that I support each and every friend at every level wherever they are and Mm -hmm. you know encourage them on their journey Mm -hmm. because success and all the things don't come overnight and it all requires work and I try to encourage my friends you know if there's something that you've seen me do that you feel like um, you want to accomplish 
lean into me for that. Lean into me for that advice. But, you know, also don't count yourself out. You know, I don't ever want to have somebody sitting amongst me that I feel like is envious or, you know, anything like that. Because then are we really friends? You know, because I feel like I treat everybody equally. Um, But I know sometimes when you have different friend circles, it's hard to navigate that. And so then that's when those insecurities come across because they're like, well, you're traveling with her, you're shopping with Mm -hmm. her, you're Mm -hmm. clubbing with her. Why can't I? You know, why can't I have that balance? Mm -hmm. So, Great points. I think one thing you said um, was important and resonated with me. When it comes to insecurities, um, I've always had the concept, a win for one is a win for all. So I like to encourage my friends to do better, Mm -hmm. all of us to do better. Uh, And so it doesn't matter what we're doing, whatever that thing is, whatever Mm -hmm. we're trying to accomplish, whatever that goal is. You talked about encouraging others and being on that path together. And I think that's important because we all need that. And I think that helps to facilitate some of the insecurities. Um, A lot of us don't like to admit it, but we are all insecure about something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't, I don't want you to know what that insecurity is. You don't want me to know what yours is. Um, But when you're true friends and you spend that time together, it comes out. Um, You you know what those insecurities are. Sometimes it's not spoken. Mm -hmm. um, But just being there for that person and encouraging them through those insecurities. And let's kind of get back into, let's talk a little bit about superficial friendships. You know, a lot of times people connect to others based on association or what that person can do for them and what that person can offer them from a surface um, standpoint. What's your take on superficial friendships? I'll start. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can say that I know for a fact that there are people who have tried to latch on to me um, for one reason or another. Um, not to toot my own horn, but I pride myself on um, putting myself out there a certain way. And so I know for a fact that there are individuals who probably don't mean me any good that just want to be uh, associated with me for various reasons, be it notoriety. I'm not saying I'm, you know, the it girl or famous or anything like that by any means, but I know what I bring to the table. And, you know, I'm a person who loves fashion. I know I can put it on. I know I can look the part. I can beat the face. You know, I can pose for the pic. And a lot of people, that's all they want. They want to be associated with people for aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Um, They want the look. um, They want things to appear a certain way. But for me, I'm a person where the same people that I can put it on with and beat the face and Mm -hmm. snap a pic for the gram with are the same people I want to be able to chill at home, have a girl's night in my sweatpants, something that may have never hit the internet. So for me, I just feel like those people, you can probably really, you know, separate them out and determine whether, you know, you want to participate in that or not. Because for me, I don't have room for empty friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got to be something that's meaningful and, you know, that I feel good about. And if I don't feel good about it, I will, you know, pick up on that quickly. I use my discernment, and I just move around. Mm -hmm. What about you, Annie? Well, that was the exact word I was about to go back to, the discernment piece. Um, As I stated before, a lot of times you get that signal, and you know automatically kind of, sort of, you know, whether or not somebody is for you, whether they're just riding the wave, as people say. And I think for me, I can honestly say I've experienced that quite a few times. Again, I don't toot my horn either, but I know I'm fun. Right. I am I am a vibe. I'm exactly. going to give myself credit for that. <laughs> and a lot of times, um, people don't know what it took for me to become a vibe. I haven't always been a nice girl. I, You know, I've had my ups and downs. I've had to learn how to treat people. I've had, learn, had to learn how to be more welcoming, more warm. So for me, like, I take pride in who I have in my space. And if I get that signal from God that somebody is not for me, a lot of times I kind of just, I'll be respectful, mm-hmm. but I'll back up. Right. So, yeah. Discernment is important, um, but for me it takes time. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes to my detriment, it may be a situation that they describe. But it takes time. So I just because I think someone may be a certain way, I try not to prejudge. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do find that, you know, they are not in the friendship for the right reasons, mm-hmm. then that's when I make the conscious effort to take steps back mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not be the perfect situation for that person, but a lot of times you have to do what's best for you in the situation mm-hmm. and managing what, what's, what's necessary for you. 
and endings you know ending friendships endings in general is just not easy mm-hmm. you know and we don't talk enough about ending certain things you know and for me just recently I've gone through some things within my friend group you know and it's not been easy for me I've not spoke on it I'm not going to speak on it um, that's just been something that my therapist and I had to work through to be quite honest with you um, but it's not it's not easy letting releasing friends and you know grieving someone that is still living is real you know yeah. when you miss that person you want to reach out to that person but you know so much has happened there's a lot of friendship trauma there and you have to make the decision is it healthy for me to proceed or is it best for me to walk away and you know sometimes walking away is is the sometimes the answer and it's just not easy so how do you deal with endings when you're cutting friendships off and having to move past friends or outgrowing friends and that sort of thing? For me, um, I think I tend to carry baggage for too long. Mm-hmm. And recently, I mean, I've, I've been doing a lot recently. I know I said it probably like a thousand times already. But um, I have finally come to terms that history does not equate to loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, although we rolled the wave for all these years and I gave you chance after chance, I mean, I may, have done, I may have done some things to you as well. When you get to a certain point in a certain space in your life, it's like, do you want to continue the same type of routine or do you want something better for yourself? And like you said before, change does not feel comfortable. And I think I had just gotten to the point that if I feel like you don't contribute something to me that's valuable and important, beyond us just saying that we're friends you just you gotta go I don't hate you I, I don't feel yeah. no type of way there's no grudge I can be respectful I can still be supportive in my own way but we don't have to share the same space and when I say share the space I mean we don't have to hang out I don't have to talk to you on the phone if there's something going on and I think it's not it's like a nudge to check in I'll do that but I don't have to be in your space as much as I was before and some people can't accept it but at this point I just don't have room for it. Right. And, and and at the end of the day, you know, sometimes I may be the problem. You know, right. sometimes the cutoff may be good for you to cut me off. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm holding you back for something. Absolutely. So I had to come to terms with that, too. You know, everybody, just life isn't just for everybody to stay with you. And, and that's just seasonal. been, you some know, things yeah, are some things are seasonal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going, journal, journaling through life, journaling, whatever, however you say it, going through life has been, um, that's one of the things that I've struggled with, just trying to make sure um, I'm being intentional in my friendships. And then when there's issues, being able to talk about it, talk it out. Um, but most importantly, respecting individuals, too, at a certain level um, of saying, you know, this this no longer serves it's me. It's working. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and friendships, just like any other relationship in life, can be toxic. Mm-hmm. You can have toxic girlfriendships, girlfriend mm-hmm. relationships. And you need, like Annette said, you need to be able to love people from a distance sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that I hate you mm-hmm. um, or that I don't respect you or anything like that, but it's just that where we are at this present moment, it is not fulfilling. And it is okay to say that, and it is okay to coexist. And, you know, you can be cordial. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you can have that nudge or that need to check in from time to time. I know, you know, in our adult lives, we go through things. And so we want to be, continue to be respectful and a support, but you don't have to be, like right. you said, in the same space and hanging out if that's not what serves you any longer. I also think that um, there are times when like I mentioned before, like the history expert, one of my brother friends brought up a good point to me a while ago. Um, he was like, yeah, I was talking to your brother, and I told him, like, this person is not who they were when you were 12. Like, we've had events happen in life. You know, we've moved on from that. Like, why are you still holding on to this person? Like, they've been through changes. They may not be the same person that you've held on to for so long. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, I've had neighborhood friends, and I'm like, oh, well, that's such and such and such. They cool. But then the very moment I say they cool, they, they do something you crazy. They and I'm like, right. mm-hmm. did I not see this? So I just, again, don't think that history has to be the very, it doesn't have to be the main key in any relationship because sometimes you just got to know, like, it's enough is enough. And another thing that I have always tried to do is extend the same grace to my girlfriends that I would to a sorry man that exactly. I gave 10 times, yeah. Yeah. you know, 10 chances. So, at some point, you give them 10 chances, and you're like, oh, no, nah, dude, you got enough. Enough is enough. So, right. with the friendship, it's like, okay, well, I got you 10 chances. Your time is up, too. So, it's like, 
you know, I would hope that they wouldn't take it personal, but if they did at this point, it doesn't matter. Right. And once like, I express my concern and you're still operating from that same space, that becomes a me problem. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I need Not to make a problem, this, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the, you know, you were talking about that childhood friend or that neighborhood mm-hmm. friend. Um, sometimes those people just are not meant to go on your journey and you can meet people in your adult life and foster those adult relationships Mm -hmm. that end up being far more meaningful. And I told my daughter, you know, she, um, had friend groups in, you know, middle school and high school and stuff. And I said, those may not be the people that carry you through life. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, so when you go off to school, you know, she's at North Carolina Central now and she has made some friends that I can see being, her lifelong friends and so that's to say like Sierra and I we became friends more in our adulthood we our families knew each other Mm -hmm. you know were very close or whatever however we did not establish a relationship until adulthood however I know that Sierra is going to be a lifelong friend Mm -hmm. for me you know I'm hitting 40 in a couple of months and I am confident in our friendship Mm -hmm. you know and there are people who I grew up with that, you know, we've just kind of lost touch. And there's no love lost. When I see them, I reach out. You know, when I feel the need to check on them, I do. But um, sometimes everybody's just not meant to go along. And, you know, one of the things I hate hearing so so often, I hear people say, no new friends, oh, you no. know. And, and, and a lot of times I feel like people are operating from a place of fear, mm-hmm a place of hurt, past traumas from relationships and that sort of thing when they bring in that no new friends thing, oh, day one, A1 from day one, Mm -hmm. I get it. But, you know, I have recently uh, connected to some some genuine people Mm -hmm. and they've been very intentional um, throughout my process of growing as an individual. And so I'm just not a big fan of this no new friend thing. So how do you guys feel about the no new friend things are you open to new relationships in your adulthood like how do you foster how how do you go through those type of things I'm open um I think that life goes through ebbs and flows and so people come into your life for a reason whatever that may be you might not know what that reason is initially but I am open to meeting new people and fostering relationships that serve the both of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are friends that I've had, you know, from childhood, and sometimes those relationships change as people get older, as mm-hmm. they change, as they become who they are destined to be. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes those relationships do not foster what each one of us needs. Mm-hmm. But there can be someone that I meet, you know, a month from now or a week from now, and we put in that work. Um, organically to build a friendship yeah. and it mean more and serve both of us in a mutual way that that childhood friendship didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for people just being open to the opportunity and knowing that it's okay if you're not friends. Everybody's yeah. not going to be your friend. Um, people that you meet, you might have some common interests, but there might not be that mm-hmm. fostering relationship there. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But being open to the possibility of what could be and not cutting off people just for the sake of saying, you know, I got to keep it real with my day right. ones. Right. 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 Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. um, in regards to the fact that I feel like if I adopted the concept of no new friends, we would not be friends. I mm-hmm. met you through another friend. Mm-hmm. So why would I turn down the opportunity to get to know somebody else? And like you said, you know, you meet people sometimes in life depending on what your interests are at the moment. And a lot of my strong relationships have come from um, – groups or different things that I've been involved with jobs I have mm-hmm. friends that you never see me with but I can say that they is my friend, friend. Mm-hmm. yeah like and nobody can tell me anything differently mm-hmm. and I've even made um I've made mention to my mom and my family that like <laughs> if something happens to me please don't turn anybody away because mm-hmm. although you don't know them you don't know what they could have meant to me exactly so I'm very much open to meeting new people and developing relationships outside of those that I've had for a very long time. Um, I think it's important to be able to meet new people. You know, I mean, friendships come and go. It's just, that's just what it is, you know? It's a part of life, you know? Um, So, um, one last thing before we close. I know we, we, there's a lot of misconceptions about friendships, especially within black women groups you know a lot of people say oh that break drama or they always got something going on and that's not always true I I hear a lot of people say hi 
how long have you guys been friends? How did you connect? You know, I think it was this this episode was very important to me because mm-hmm. I wanted us to display just the ups and downs within our friend group, how we keep each other, hold each other accountable, and how we're a- we're still able to grow. You know, I'm growing each day. Um, hopefully. I can be more intentional this year in terms of my actions within my friendships, and I, I hope you guys feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, overall, you know, we talked about ending with, um, in this season of life, what I need. So I'll ask each of you guys to kind of close with that. Paris? In this season of life, <laughs> I need, I need grace. Mm-hmm. And I need grace in this season because I know that I am not being the best friend that I could be mm-hmm. in this season because of personal things that mm-hmm. I'm dealing mm-hmm. with. So, you know, we always talk about friendships and putting others first. But when you think about the things that you have to deal with internally and in, at home, sometimes I cannot show up and be everything that I need to be to everybody. Mm-hmm. So in this season, I need grace while I get my shit together. Okay. <laughs> while I, you know, pull it back together, you know, put some stuff on, take some stuff off. Right. Um, so I know that I need grace, um, and I'm asking that of my true friends. And so once I get it together, I'm going to pour it all back out tenfold. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I can get a little bit of grace right now as I go through what I'm going through, um, then I, that's what I need in this season. I just want you to know I'm so proud of you. Thank you. All right. In this season, I think that most importantly, I need relationships that have substance. Mm -hmm. If you don't have anything to bring to the table regarding a relationship with me, I kind of don't want you in my space right now. Like, I've worked hard to grow as a person, you know, through counseling, through trying to be understanding. And I think, like, when I said before that I'm usually that person that everybody dumps everything on, I need to be able to have that person that I can kind of dump a little bit because I don't really have that. Or if I have it, it's usually the same person or maybe the same two people. And I think sometimes that can be overwhelming, and because I value those two people, I don't want to wear them out because I need them. Mm -hmm. So I would say substance and nurturing. Mm -hmm. I need to feel like somebody is helping helping me cultivate and become who God has me to be. And I need those people that can give me real love, straight shooter, like you just said earlier. Give it to me raw, but give it to me in a tactful way. <laughs> if you come crazy, I might be like, hold it a little Not a gut punch. Not a gut punch. I, I don't know if I really need a gut punch right now. <laughs> I don't know if we I can handle the gut punches right now in the space that I am. And so, pretty much, I think that's, that's for me, substance and nurturing. Okay. And in this season of life, for me, I need intentionality and reciprocity. Okay. Um, I need everyone in my space, in my circle, to be intentional in the way that they handle me, the way that they interact with me. Um, because I'm a very intentional person, I feel like I try to hone in on each of my relationships And I try to give in those relationships what those individuals need. Um, Just like we talk about love languages in our um, romantic relationships, you have love languages in your friendships, and you need to understand what your friend needs from you and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I don't think we take enough focus on. And then reciprocity in that I am a giver, I'm a doer, I pour in, and I need that back. Um, I have come to the space now where I have pulled back a lot of my friend groups and my relationships, and I lay in wait um, because I don't have the capacity to absorb. I'm an empath by Mm -hmm. nature. I don't have the capacity to absorb all of your negative. If you are constantly overshadowing the conversation, if it's all about you, it's a me, 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 woe is me show, Mm -hmm. I'm a step back Mm -hmm. because I just don't have it in me because I'm the strong friend. Um, But who's being strong for me? Mm -hmm. So those are the two things that I feel I need in this season. That was good. I like the fact that you brought up the love love language thing Mm -hmm. because I'm naturally a giver as well. And for me, like, I like for people to do things for me or at least encourage me. But I I don't feel like I get the encouragement piece. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just the words. I don't really need you to buy me nothing like that. But just tell me, girl, it's going to be okay. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. and when somebody does, it's like, 
Oh my god, like I'm excited yeah. like a kid in a candy store because it seems like it comes at the perfect time. Yeah. You know, we all want to feel like we're doing something right in life mm-hmm. or we're making an impact on somebody in a positive way and it's just kind of like confirmation for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I see a, a connection with all of us. We have all talked about being the strong friend. Yeah. And I think a lot of times being the strong friend to others, they don't think that we need that. Mm-hmm. We are able to build up others, we're able to pour into others, we're able to be there for them. And so because we are so used to doing that to the other friends, sometimes Sierra doesn't need that. Annie mm-hmm. doesn't need it. She's encouraging mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need that back. Right. And so um, just listening to all of us today, I think sometimes it's helpful for us to use our words to say, hey, friends, I can appreciate getting some of that back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need encouragement. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. I need you to go that extra mile for me, as I've done for you over and over again just so that we're able to get to a place where we're getting the most out of that friendship. Um, And before you say, which I'm pretty sure you have something to say, I just want to say I think a a good tool to having your tool belt is the ability to say to those friends, I don't have the capacity for it right now. And I have learned it. Oh, my God. I be feeling so (laughs) prepared. I don't have the capacity right now, friend. Where do you get that from? I got it from you. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been doing that. Like, I've had people call, like, girl, I'm like, listen. Not today. I don't have, not today. Not I'm today. sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I'll get back with you. Mm-hmm. I may text you later. Mm-hmm. But right now is not a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in this season, I think, you know, my peace is non- non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, I desire friendships that don't necessarily just celebrate my mediocrity, mm-hmm. but pushes me to my full potential. Um I don't care how long we've been friends, you know, I want you to respect my boundaries. Like you said, you know, a lot of times I'm always at the forefront as a strong friend, but sometimes I just need a space where I can feel safe and Mm -hmm. I can be vulnerable and I can share how I'm feeling, truly feeling, um, and and just be myself sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just not going to negotiate my peace and my boundaries right now. Absolutely. I've said on several occasions guys I'm not a robot I have feelings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I and I mean that because they they think I'm just this hardcore girl I mean of course I don't put up with no BS but <laughs> I mean I, I have feelings like my right. feelings get hurt I cry you know like people make me feel but they don't think that we do that <laughs> because we probably don't put it on display right um and so in that they think that we are superhuman sometimes and that's not the case. I don't put it on display because I don't get the you don't get. I don't the, get you don't feel like you get the support. I, I don't feel like you. I can yeah. be as vulnerable as others are with me because it's always dismissed. Well, not always, because there is somebody who doesn't dismiss it. So I'm not gonna say always, but likely mm-hmm. it's gonna be dismissed or it's gonna go from me to them. Right. And sometimes I just want, even if it's like not even like I said, not even encouraged. Sometimes I just want to call and break down and cry. I right. just need you to listen to me cry right quick. Give you me don't that have space. to say anything. You don't have to yeah. say anything at mm-hmm. all, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to do better. Like I said, I've been putting my boundaries in place. Um, today has been amazing because I've had an opportunity. I, You know, I don't personally talk to y'all every day, mm-hmm. but I know that you're important to my friends. So out of respect for her, the respect is there for you guys as well. And I know that she is a person that picks people who are of value mm-hmm. so it's you know it's bomb i love it i like being here with y'all well, and i appreciate what you guys here. have said to me you know what we've said to each other mm-hmm. it's very helpful absolutely thank you guys for being here um again this episode was not only about just adult friendships but the kind of shedding a little bit of light on that black friendships do exist you know absolutely. black women can be you know come from strong the strong friend and and still navigate through life and support one another. You know, that is still here. So I just encourage each and every one of you all to find some people um, that border you, that nurtures that friendship, that's able to help you grow. Um, But most importantly, you know, friends that you can use your words with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in.